As soon as the group entered Tyre, they immediately began scanning for shelter. After all, they came up here to rest and get away, and so far it had been impossible. Crowd after crowd, person after person, need after need, it hadn't stopped. Hoping today would be the day, Peter snuck the rabbi and the rest of the disciples into the home they'd been staying at. But it was no use. Within seconds, there was a knock on the door, a knocking that persisted, then grew louder. Whoever was there was making it a point that they weren't going to leave. Peter opened the door to a Greek woman, a Gentile, who came in and fell at Jesus' feet, begging him to drive out the demon from her daughter. Peter and the rest of the disciples were angry, their time of peace being interrupted, and for this? And yet, Jesus had other words. First let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. The woman didn't even flinch at her words. She remained at Jesus' feet as she drew up her rebuttal. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Jesus' face softened. To his disciples' surprise, he smiled and looked around. Go home, he told her. The demon has left your daughter. Okay, so I wanted to start this episode with possibly the strangest story in the entire gospel. It may sound way out of character to you, but stick with me here. Listen to this entire episode because the next story is going to help us see the bigger message being told about a man who brilliantly not just taught, but showed us how to all draw bigger social circles. Welcome to Season 6 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's Gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes would lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer, whatever it is for you. The goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. The group was on the move again, moving back south and then across the Sea of Galilee to Decapolis. It was becoming more and more clear to Peter why Jesus had picked fishermen for his team. Sometimes he felt like he spent more time on the Sea of Galilee for ministry than he did in his past life as a fisherman. Back on the other side of the sea, Peter knew the territory they were in, mostly Gentiles, possible danger, and so they always moved just a little faster. Please, Jesus, wait. The team turned around to see a group of friends hustling toward them. The group was pushing their friend forward. A man Peter quickly realized was deaf. Please, they said again, just place your hands on him. We know you can heal him. Peter watched as Jesus scanned his surroundings, knowing full well the attention it would draw from the crowd that was already beginning to form if he healed the man here. With one nod to Peter, he disappeared back behind the home, away from the crowd. Peter waited a few moments until the crowd began to lose interest and then whispered to the group of friends, summoning them to follow him back behind the house. Upon seeing Jesus, the group of friends immediately started into their explanations about what had happened and why their friend needed healing, but Jesus wasn't listening. He walked right up to the man and put his fingers into the man's ears. 
Peter watched as the disciples shot looks at each other. This was new. And it got even stranger in the next moment as he spit on his fingers and touched the man's tongue. Peter thought for a second and realized he knew exactly what Jesus was doing, meeting him where he was. Jesus knew he couldn't use his words because the man wouldn't be able to hear him, but he could touch his ear and his tongue to communicate to him in a way he could understand what he was about to do. Peter realized with excitement that he was getting it, starting to understand his rabbi's strategies. And he could tell from the man's face that he understood it too. His eyes were wide. Peter had no idea how long this man had waited and hoped and prayed for this moment. Jesus took a deep breath, a long exhale, and Peter felt every bit of it, as if he was mourning a broken world. The pain that now burdens everyone in their own ways. A pain Jesus was brilliant at taking away. Who is this man? He watched as Jesus finished the exhale and then with furious love in his voice bellowed, Be open. And at once the man's ears were open. His tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. The friends looked at him in amazement. They began to shout and cheer, and their friend heard every bit of it. They were hugging and laughing and crying and thanking Jesus, the one who makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Here's the one thing I ask, Jesus said, cutting in on their fun. Please don't tell anyone. Peter heard the sincerity in his rabbi's voice, and yet he knew, and knew that Jesus knew, that it was no use. This group wasn't wired that way. They were about to go tell the entire city. Mark 7 ends with two really unique stories. The first is about a desperate mother who must have felt like the entire world and all of hell was coming after her and her family. Her poor daughter was held captive by a demonic force. Now, the story and Jesus' words may have surprised you a bit, but some quick background info will help. First, that story took place in Tyre. Most of the residents were Gentiles, meaning they weren't Jewish. So when she comes to Jesus asking for help, notice how the disciples don't want her to be there. They grew up knowing the Israelites were God's children. And if you grow up hearing that narrative, it could be easy to fall into the trap of thinking God only cares about you. But of course, with a careful reading of the Bible, you realize God's plan has always been to bless the world through Abraham's offspring. The goal has always been the whole world. That's why Jesus was always breaking down the walls we put up. This story is a great example. The woman comes to him in desperation, and he responds, First let the children eat all they want, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Now it's important to point out that there were different words for dogs in the first century. Typically, calling someone a dog was an insult. Dogs were typically wild and at times dangerous, but that's not the word Jesus used here. His word for dog is more like puppy or pet. And although your pet isn't given the same attention as a child, it's still taken care of. Now I love the woman's response. 
She mixes her desperation with humility, which by the way is a phenomenal combination. She acknowledges what Jesus says, humility, while still having the audacity to ask for the crumbs, desperation. And of course, Jesus heals her daughter. Now that still may sound harsh or out of character for you today, and I agree, but part of the problem is we're reading or listening to this 2,000 years later. We know that Jesus was ultimately here to save the entire world, but that's not what most people believed back then. We have to realize that Jesus was taking a massive step forward in the story. He entered into the story, met them where they were, and then taught his disciples a lesson it would still take them a while to pick up on, that the gospel, the good news, is for the entire world. And then, as if to double down on the point, Mark follows that up with another story about another man in another city full of Gentiles, where Jesus, with great love and care, brings the healing that the man is desperate for. And in the next story, in Mark 8, we're going to see this play out in an even more tangible way. So here's the point. Whether we care to admit it or not, we all draw circles. We all have people in our social circles, which means we also have people who are not. We all have boundaries for different reasons, and Jesus is constantly inviting us to make our circle a little bit bigger, and then a little bit bigger, and then a little bit bigger. And so, here's the question for you today. Who is someone you don't typically think to reach out to who you could show some love to today? Send them an encouraging text message or give them a call or stop and actually talk to the person who's hurting on the side of the road. Just take one step today to make your circle a little bit bigger. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope season six is bringing Mark's gospel to life for you and that this episode helps you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.